Welcome to the Bluegrass Bammer podcast. I'm Stephanie Boyd, your host. In case you didn't know, Bammer stands for Badass Mother Runner. This podcast will bring you stories from across Kentucky and beyond about badass women running and the people that support them. Let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Stephanie here at the Bluegrass Bammer, and I am going to introduce you today to Joyce Caldwell. Joyce um, is a pretty awesome person in general, and she's actually my first yoga instructor on the show. Now, don't be discouraged because not only is she a yoga instructor, she's a yogi and she's a runner, and she's going to tell us how she got into running. Actually, an Ironman inspired her, and tell us more about her amazing transformation Uh, which started several years ago with the weight loss journey, but it was really a total physical, mental, and spiritual transformation that occurred. She's going to tell us why she loves trail running and how it connects her to something bigger than herself. And she's going to talk to you a little bit about why yoga can be very helpful practice for you. And of course, Joyce is just going to tell her story in general to help encourage people to step outside of their comfort zone and to never give up. So sit back and hear more of Joyce's sense of humor, but most of all, her love for life and her positive spirit. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Bluegrass Bammer podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Joyce Caldwell. Everybody say hi to Joyce. Joyce, say hello. Hello. Hi, Stephanie. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing great. And we're, we're probably both kind of smiling. People can't see our smiles because we just took like 15 minutes trying to get connected on the, <laughs> the podcast app. And <laughs> we're like, we're doing great. Sure. Well, thank you for your patience, Joyce, and getting on to um, the app so that we could have this conversation today. I'm very excited to talk with you. Um, And for those that don't know Joyce, I'm going to let her introduce herself to you all in just a second. But I'll say um, I met Joyce through first and foremost through our running group um, here in Louisville. And she's also a member of a couple of other group, you know, like running groups and and um She's a yogi, and she's going to tell you more about that in a minute. But I asked her to come on to the podcast today because I follow her on social media. And this summer, uh, really just actually, I, I won't say obsessive about it, but every day I watched her social media account because she she was doing this awesome, like, 100 uh, handstands of summer. And she was just amazing. <laughs> Everywhere that she went, she was doing a handstand. So I <laughs> It really inspired me because I'm like, this takes some time and effort. So I want to talk with you about that in a little bit. But why don't you go ahead and just real briefly tell everybody kind of how you identify as a human being? Wow, as a human being. I mean, we all have so many labels, don't we? Um, Let's see. (laughs) I guess you would say in my work life, I'm a behavior analyst. I work with people with intellectual disabilities. Um, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a runner. I'm also a yogi. I guess I should say that. I'm not just a teacher. I like to do yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a jamma or AKA grandma. I'm just too cool to be called grandma. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on jamma. That's not come out of her mouth yet, but we're going to start with the first one. Um, and mom, I'm yeah, a mom. Well. I mean, even though my kids are adults, you know, I'm, I'm still mom. It's, it's just changes, you know, as the seasons of life change that, that role changes a little bit. Um, what else, what other roles do I have? 
I don't know. I have a fur baby. So I guess I'm a mama to her too. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm working on being a girlfriend role, but we'll, we'll see where that, you know, ever ends <laughs> up at my age. <laughs> so that may be the hardest one for you of all of, of all of those. Oh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Well, I would, um, yeah, I, when I was kind of just, um, before I meet with people, especially, um, if I haven't known them for a long time, I'll kind of look over their social media profiles and kind of see what they're into. And so, yeah, I think you described yourself pretty, you're pretty transparent in how you, the labels you put on yourself. So, um, so you runner and I have also been watching your running journey just through our running group and through social media and I've seen you and I've passed you out there running but I've never actually um, had the pleasure of running with you so sometimes you know when you run with people for miles or train with people in a race you get you're out there for a long time and you get to talk to people and learn more about them but why don't you for the benefit for my benefit and for the benefit of the listeners tell us when you first started running when was your first memory of running was it recent (laughs) or was it a long time yes actually I mean I've never I've never been a runner I mean growing up I was really not um sports inclined. I mean, that just wasn't something in our family that was important, I guess you could say. And running for me has probably been, see, 2015. That was the first time I ran. And it was at the inspiration of um, a friend, a male friend that, you know, who, let's be honest, you know, it was impressive. So I was trying to be impressive back. Um, he was training for Ironman. <clears throat> and we had been out hiking. Oh. And, you know, if you know anything about my story or have seen it on social media, you know that I've lost a lot of weight and life for me over the mm-hmm. last five years is, has been very transformational. And that's, was in the process of that. I was, you know, had already lost the majority of the weight that I have lost um, at that point, but I was mm-hmm. exploring, just beginning to explore different avenues of activity and, and running came into that. Yeah. He was training for Ironman and he, um, I don't know. We just, we were going out for a hike one day just to spend some time together. And, you know, he's, he, he was, he was like a beast. I mean, he was, this was his third Ironman. He was in his fifties at the time. And, you know, he had been in military, he was special forces. So, you know, he was just, he was a badass. Uh (laughs) And, you know, he knew a little bit of my story and I think he thought that, you know, and I, I lovingly refer, refer to myself as a former fat girl and he didn't think, that I could keep up with him. Yeah. You know, hindsight, we had that mm-hmm. conversation later, but I stayed right on his heels at Scott's Gap. So after mm-hmm. that was done, I went back out to Scott's Gap myself and I just started walking. And then there was one day, um, this voice inside my head, it was just like, it came from nowhere. I actually physically looked around to see if somebody yelled at me. And I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to say it and we could edit it if we need to, but it said, run, bitch, run. Kind of, kind of like Forrest Gump, you know? Uh-huh. So I started running like Forrest Gump. <laughs> and that's how I encountered running. That was my very first time running and it was on the trails. And um, that's where it started for me. I mean, just 2015 trails. Um, I guess my first race was that December. That was probably mm-hmm. in August or September of 2015. And I decided that I wanted to go run at Otter Creek. 
you know, do their, do their little, um, I was just going to do the, the one, the eight miler, the, the first leap. Right. And just see what I could do. And that was, that was really my first experience with it. Um, I didn't really hit any pavement early on at all. Mm-hmm. scared me actually I tried um with my my hot little pink tennis shoes I I, t- I went out on I lived out in Valley Station at the time so it was very close to the flood wall which you know where the Louisville Loop is very flat yeah went out there put it you know I was like okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna be a runner and I sprinted like five feet and I was like okay oh. I'm done being a runner <laughs> I just yeah. figured, you know, I was never going to be a runner, but you know, at that time I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And my, my friend mm-hmm. was very instrumental in helping me learn and pointing me in the right directions to do my own research. And, you know, and I just, I just mm-hmm. kind of immersed myself in it and tried mm-hmm. to learn everything I could learn and stuck to the trails because it felt much better on my body. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you did that, you did that Otter Creek race then and in December of 2015, how did you feel when you crossed the finish line? Um, I felt phenomenal, even though I fell six or seven times during that first race, you know, I had no clue that I was running too fast. I had no idea that my core was weak or my hips weren't what, the, you know, I just had no clue. I, I finished in an hour 42, which, which uh-huh. was pretty fast. My friend was pretty impressed with that and, you know impressed yeah. I was impressed because okay I don't know anything um yeah I felt like six or seven times let me tell you a little story about that that was funny there was this man and a teenage boy who obviously he, he looked like he would prefer to be in front of a video game you know he just looked like a gamer to me and <laughs> the poor kid you know he fell a couple of times and the dad was like pick your feet up, you know, and he'd help the guy get back up. And I felt really bad for the kid because the guy just really seemed to be hard on him. I'm assuming it was his dad. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we were together for, for a first little bit and I fell and, you know, everybody's immediate response when you fall is, are you okay? And so he did Mm -hmm. that to me. And I remember from the ground looking up at him and saying, yeah, I guess I should pick my feet up. I never seen that man through the race, so I'm, I'm, I assume that the, the young man finished <laughs> finished oh. the run. But he really did not look like oh. himself at all. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah, that was that was my first that was my first trip with running, literally. And, and Otter Creek is, I mean, it's not that race is not like that would not be my first race to yeah. pick to go to, like just not. Not a lot of first timers out there. If they are, they don't know what they've gotten themselves. You know, into. Between, you know, between my first time out at Scott's Gap and you know that race at Otter Creek, I had started running at Otter Otter Creek and Jefferson Memorial Forest. That's where I was at all the time, and so mm-hmm. I was pretty familiar with the course. I just you know from very early on, I, I, I was like, I want to know the course that I'm running. So I went out there and I would run it every weekend. I was out there. If I wasn't there, I was at Jefferson, and um, wow. yeah. So it was it was. Um, I don't know. It just felt like it should be my first, my first run. I don't, yeah, yeah. it was you fast. Prepared like mentally. Yeah. 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 It was super fast starting out though. It was way too fast. It was way too fast. Well, you've probably learned a little bit since that first race. How many um, trail races have you done? Um, let's see. Trail races. Rugged red over in um, the gorge is my favorite. I didn't get to do it this year. So it was kind of a bummer, but um you know, that's, I'm sorry, but that says a lot about you when you say Rugged Red is your favorite. 
<laughs> I mean, it's a challenge, you know, it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I've done Otter Creek. I did Louisville Love in the Hills in 2016. After I did that crazy Otter Creek in December, I did Love in the Hills, the, the 15 or 16. Yeah. 15 miler in February. Cause uh -huh. my friend told me uh -huh. I could. And yeah. I was like, you know, and I really thought he was setting me up for failure for that Love in the Hills race. I was actually mad at him for a couple of weeks for even suggesting that I should up my distance to that much. And, uh -huh. you know, we were having a beer and, and we were talking about that and, you know, and I was mad and I said, what makes you think you of all people, what makes you think that I've got what it takes to run love in the Hills? And, you know, he, he took his finger and he pointed at his middle of his chest and he says, because you got this. And then he looked at me and he said, mm -hmm. you have more intestinal fortitude than any woman I've ever met. And that meant so much to me. And I was like, I, I hung my head a little bit and shook it from side to side. Cause I knew at that point I had to. You were like, I crap. No, I have to. Yeah. I have it. to run it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. I mean, I don't know that I did it well, but I did. And I finished and I finished with a smile on my face. Um, it was of fun course. and I was dying after it was done, but you know, yeah. it's good. Yeah. So I did the Otter Creek. I've done Love in the Hills. And then I did Backside in, two, um, in 2016. And then I did a crazy Otter Creek night run, you know, when they were doing that out there in May training. <laughs> yeah, I only, did, I only wanted to do one loop in the dark. And it was enough. Yeah. <laughs> that was Talk yeah. about dark. <laughs> Even with a yeah. lamp, it was dark. Um, let's see. It's very else. dark out there. Um, uh, other trail races. Freeman Lake. That is one I have not done yet, but I really want to. The Freeman Lake series. I just did the one. I mean, it wasn't, it was fun. It was, it was pretty flat. I mean, if, if that, that would be a good, yeah. good beginner, beginner, beginner's run. I've done. Rugged, or if you want to go. Yeah, faster. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah. Rugged Red. I've done that three times. I was 16, 17 and 18. So I was bummed that I didn't get to do it this year. Um, yeah. And then just a couple of, you know, pavement stuff that I've done. Oh, and I did Turkey run. I've done Turkey run last year. My racing kind of, yeah. cause kind of dwindled off in the 17, 18 and, and definitely in 19. I think I just come out too hard. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. picking back up this year. It's, it's been kind of fun to, to put some things on my calendar. So I, I look back at, um, your transformation Tuesday post that you had put I think in our running group in the spring of this year. And it was like a picture of you on the left from Christmas of 2013, like so around December two. And then the second photo on the right was the one of in the spring of 2019. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of talked about, you know, I would not have thought back then that I would be doing these things now. And so it was more of kind of a educational piece to people you know don't count yourself out you just never know what you're really capable of until you try it and you know you kind of mentioned just it was a little nudge I think for to people to not count themselves out too early right um but what when when I watch you uh, do your runs and things now you know I think you you appear to be very confident, but you probably are more confident today than you were when you first started running. So tell us like kind of what your approach has been. Were you always doing yoga when you like, or when did you start kind of practicing and teaching and what principles of your yoga practice can, do you translate over into when you run or um, is there any, or is there any parallels there that 
you know, you, you kind of learn from one and take. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of one in the same for me. I mean, yoga, yoga is a physical practice, but it's also a, a way of life or a philosophy, if you will. I mean, without diving into a whole big yoga philosophy, you know, um, segment, but it's, running is like a moving meditation for me. So trails connect me to something else. And I don't know exactly what, what to call that, but that's, I, I don't know. That's what yoga does for me too. It connects me to something else, something bigger than me. I, you know, it's a moving, running is a moving meditation for me. I mean, that's, that's my church when I'm out in the, on the trails and I'm in nature, it can be the sloppiest day. And I'm coming out of there with a smile on my face because it makes me mm-hmm. just feel good at my core. And, you know, mm-hmm. and that I get that on my yoga mat too. I mean, I don't know how much, you know, people know about yoga, but yoga is not just a physical practice. There's a whole philosophy to it. And it, it is, it does become a way of life or it can be a way of life. And, it, and really it's just good pure living or, you know, striving to be a better version than you were yesterday. And yoga has really done that for me among the transformation that you were talking about that I posted. I mean, you know, this last five years, I really have just turned my life upside down. What I call, I take out my, turn my box over. I turned my box over, shoved it all out and just mm-hmm. turned it back over and started putting things in, putting healthy things back in, you know, and there was a lot that was left on the floor that I didn't get put back in my box. But then I started adding in the good stuff. I went to first introduced to yoga in 2010 when I lived in Somerset um, a friend had introduced me to yoga there I was the biggest girl in the class I didn't know what to do with all this extra stuff that these other people didn't have I figured it out you know I figured it out who knew that you could sweat in yoga like that you know that was not what my opinion was of yoga was supposed to be you're not supposed to be all sweaty <laughs> like you just walked out of a right. cardio class you know but that's the way it that's the way it started for me and I got away from it for a couple of years and then I moved back to Louisville um, and that was into that early 2015 and just had that pool. I was like, I've got to find a yoga studio. And I found one um, when I lived out in the South end of town and it just felt like coming home the first time I stepped in there. Um, and they started, she did started doing a teacher training and I was in the first group that went through that. And, and, you know, still, I don't teach there anymore, but, still going there from time to time just for even if it's just visits or get togethers that they have with the other yoga teachers it's always Mm -hmm. going home and you know that to me is that's more than just the physical practice that's that spiritual connection for me that I make on my mat Mm -hmm. and I try to I try to inspire students to do the same thing you know and pushing yourself and, and pushing just outside your comfort zone you know, if I had never pushed myself outside of my comfort zone, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing races. I, who knew, you know, I, I smoked for so many years. I would never. <laughs> Did oh, you really? I have smoked for 32 years. Oh, wow. That was the very beginning of my health transformation. I quit smoking. I, I had lost a job. And had no insurance and went to, at that time, Walmart had clinics. It was in Bardstown. I lived outside of Bardstown in the middle of nowhere. And she said, if you could hear what I'm hearing now, you would never pick up another cigarette in your life. And if I knew that you would go and I knew that you had insurance, I would be sending you to the hospital right now. She says, you're that sick. Um, 
Oh so she just loaded me up on antibiotics and sent me on my way, which she obviously I would not have gone to the hospital. Um, but that was it for me. That was it. I, you know, I was like, we her behavior analysts, figure it out, you know, fix it. So that's what I did. I put myself mm-hmm. on a behavior plan and quit smoking. It took a while. And, uh, you know, that was when e-cigs had first started coming out. It was before it was called vaping and mm-hmm. using it the way it was meant to be used. And, um, yeah, stepped down my nicotine and, and then worked on the behavioral piece of it and got rid of, you know, having to have something to do with my hands or in the car when I was bored. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's where it really started, you know, and then I started walking. I bought a used treadmill and started walking and I, I was really disappointed in myself because I had been healthy before and was able to mm-hmm. walking on the treadmill was crazy. And then, you know, took that outside and, you know, then, then, the, you know, I don't know, life just got really crazy. And I was just like, I'm, I'm done. I'm, you, I'm going to take back my life. So ended a relationship that I was in and, um, you know, just, I, don't, I turned it all upside down and just started putting things back in. The person that I am today is not who I was five or six years ago, but it's the person I've always known I was, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes. and just, you know, stepping in and, and living my best life and inspiring others to do the same thing. Don't, don't ever give up. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm trying mm-hmm. to live and, and pushing people just enough that maybe you do something that you've never done before and you find the badass inside of you. Mm-hmm. Yoga, yoga yeah. classes are not your typical yoga class. We, we, it's very informal. We laugh, we high five. You would think you were in a workout class sometimes. Uh, <laughs> you know, we break it down. We talk about our bunions. I mean, it's just the craziest thing in the world sometimes. I, sometimes I wonder why anybody even comes to my class. But maybe that's why, you know, maybe because we do get messy, but that's life. And I try to take, yeah. try to take what I'm teaching on the mat and transform that, translate that to people out in the world, because that's where, that's what it's practice for your life. So when you're in the right. studio, you should be able to take out and apply in your life. And if the only thing I, that you get from my class is I couldn't do that six months ago, but I'm doing it now. Now, what else can I do out there? That's, that's what I'm trying right. to get across to people. Um, I think that's, that's my yep. purpose. I... <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you can, through a series of classes or even one class, someone walks in and has a certain mindset about what yoga is supposed to be like or what they think they don't fit in the mold of what yoga, what they think yoga is, go to your class and do things they never maybe have ever tried in their life and walk out of there I mean, that could impact that person's life forever. You just, you know, it's, it's, it's helping change someone's mindset um, through their own confidence. You know, it's, I see it happen a lot in our running group too. Um, You know, it's the same type of thing. And I'm sure you've seen it where people come into the group who aren't running, you know, have never run before. And a year later they've run like several half marathons. And, it's amazing to watch you know, people. And it, it, I, I, I shed tears of joy when I see that because I know what that feels like. It's getting me, it's getting me mm-hmm. a little misty eyed thinking about it now and, and watching some of the ladies in the group, you know, taking selfies on of themselves on the treadmill. And they're really proud that they got their first mile in or their first two miles or, you know, that feels so good. And I, I, I love to watch it. I love people just coming to their own and just claiming who they are and speaking their truth, because that's what life has been for me. That's where life began when I began speaking 
my own truth and, and living for me. And yep. And every time somebody does that in our group, you included, I think it just opens that door a little bit for one person yeah. to read that, yeah. you know, just a little bit. That's all they need. And I tell my husband, well, my husband already knows, cause I think he's kind of drank the Kool-Aid too, <laughs> but like I, um, you know, that moms run this town is my drug of choice. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, and it does, it gives you all these feelings and all these high, there's all these highs and lows you go through with dif- different people in the group. And I mean, I think most people come in, most people come in and they give more than they take, but, um, you know, what they get out of it is just pretty amazing. And, you know, I saw the other day where you had posted that you are teaching your 300th class um, at the wellness center where you teach at. Last night. Yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. I think that's just one more milestone in your journey to celebrate because, you know, just thinking back and imagining, you know, in 2015 where you were and four years later, you're doing that. I mean, I think it's very motivational. Inspiring. Well, you know, you're always <laughs> You're always motivating somebody. I, I never wanted to be a yoga teacher. <laughs> I, went, I went through yoga <laughs> teacher training just to understand yoga more and to understand the philosophy and some of the things that I had heard in classes and, you know, this principles and, you know, just to learn a little bit more about it. I'm an introvert and I hate public speaking, believe it or not. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I do it every single day in my, in my job as a behavior analyst. Right. And, you know, as a yoga teacher, but the reward outweighs the fear. So how do you balance running with teaching and your own practice and being a behavioral therapist? I mean, how do you, how do you find time to do all that? Plus you're a grandparent and you have adult children that I'm sure still want to be around you (laughs) fitting everything in. I mean, it struggles, you know, it's a struggle. I had the conversation on the trail recently, a couple of times, actually, of the last couple of weeks, like, you know, how do you do it? What do you, what does your schedule look like? You know, and I'm self-employed. So if I'm not working, I'm not making money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's super important. And I, and I, I can schedule myself in such a way that, you know, I try to fit it all in, but when it comes down to it, work, work has to be my priority. And, um, yeah. you know, trying to run four days a week, trying to strength train a couple of days a week. And I really need to go to the gym to do that for my own accountability, even though I don't really particularly like the gym. And when I'm there, I'm usually doing body weight stuff, but it's the accountability of being there. Mm-hmm. And yoga, yoga practice for me is probably where things have, have slipped a little bit. My own personal practice has slipped some. Um, I've learned the hard way that, you know, part of my hamstring issue this year has probably been an overuse injury from yoga. Um, I probably stretched mm. it just a little bit too much um, after, I don't know, a crazy injury a couple of years ago where I am, um, I don't know if you're familiar with what a bind is, but it's a crazy pretzel if you think about it, like tying yourself up in a pretzel and then trying to uh-huh. your leg while you're in the pretzel. Well, who knew I had a short hamstring, right? Uh, yeah. Oh. So it didn't feel too, too good. And the fellow next to me said he could feel it in the floor. He didn't just hear it. He felt it in the floor. Um, so there's, there's probably, you know, been a little tear or something there. But, yeah. Right. <laughs> but you know, with the PT and stuff that kind of helped it a little bit this year. Mm-hmm. I get back to running. So if I don't do too much yoga, the running feels fine. 
Um, gotcha. Go. So that's what I've learned the hard way. So, you know, running super important to me. Like I was saying, like you, it's my drug of choice. And if I don't run, I get a little testy after a few days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and then some of that negativity starts to seep back in um, from years ago, you know, that, that negative self-talk and then just, blah, who wants to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we kind of all fall into that trap. If we really, if running is like a really integral part of who we are and we don't get to do it, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, running is, um, uh, you know, a lot of people will just kind of joke and say running is our therapy or running, but it's really true. I mean, um, whether you're doing it solo or with other people, um, it's just such, um, I think for a lot of women or a lot of women that I talk to, it's a place where they're doing something maybe for the first time in their life that they're doing for themselves. Um, and there's no, like there, the benefit is for them. And, sometimes and women are really bad about this, you know, doing things for themselves. They're really good about taking care of other people. Um, but they may put themselves on the back burner. And so once they find that outlet and, you know, it's kind of hard to let it go. And so you'll see people in the group who have injuries that have a hard time not running and rest, you know, instead and resting and, um, it gets, it can get to you mentally after a bit, if you're not able to run. So I can totally, totally hear what you're saying about that and you know as also think just kind of thinking about do you do people ever ask you who maybe they're practicing yoga and they know you because you're a teacher or whatnot about running and how to get started like what kind of advice do you give to people who think they want to run but they're not sure where where to start or they maybe they haven't been running for years and they're afraid of injury because they've had a previous injury. Do people ever ask you? about Honestly, that? no. Um, it's really funny. I mean, I, sh- I, for a couple of years, I looked for people to run because nobody in my, in my personal life is a runner. And, you know, I try to give, Hey, come run with me. And, you know, my, my son was probably the closest one that would, that would be a runner. And he's like, mom, he said, the military really run me out. <laughs> <laughs> I run the military. I just never want to run again. And I was like, okay, I kind of get that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. so I haven't really had people surrounding me. I mean, even at all the races I've done, I've never had anyone at the finish line. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and at one point I was like, why do I do this? Why, why do I run? Why do I, why do I come do these races? Nobody cares. You know, so I got, I let myself mm-hmm. get into that mindset. And actually, that, was mm-hmm. the year that I met you and Allison, it was last year at Iroquois mm-hmm. um, at the Thanksgiving Day. And you yeah. told me about the group. And man, it was just really nice. Just even if I didn't really get you know involved in the group runs, which, you know, obviously a lot of people don't do that right away to find that camaraderie that we really all look for. I mean, I tried to I tried to get into you know different running groups or make friends, you know, in running circles. But it's just as an adult, it's just hard. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. just to jump into something that is already established. I don't know. MRTT, SRTT, they're just, it's just like a well-oiled machine and it's just, it's like an ocean and it just takes the drop in as it comes, you know, and it just gets bigger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a great analogy. Yeah. It's been really, it's been really nice to be connected with other people and who knew, I think the last count I heard you say was like 1600, um, I don't know. The last couple of weeks is probably surged up to closer to two. It seems. I agree. 
but yeah. yeah, it's just been really nice to be surrounded by people who who get it, you know, and I was like, oh, look, I can post all my crazy stuff here and nobody will think it's crazy or weird. Um, right. You know, and, it, and then we just kind of segue back over to that. I mean, I post a lot of my stuff in the group because I want to, you know, I want to make sure I'm, I'm accountable or inspiring someone who maybe is just starting on their journey there. But it, on my mm-hmm. personal page, I, you know, my personal Facebook account, I, I will post pretty much the same stuff that I post within the group because when I don't, people will ask me, well, I haven't seen you post anything for a while. And I'm like, well, I'm posting all kinds of stuff. Just, you know, I'm like, it's redundant sometimes. And it feels narcissistic at times because I'm posting so much. Yeah. People are like, you don't know what you yeah. inspired me to do. I miss mm-hmm. your post. I miss seeing you on the journey. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. So I put the stuff on there and it feels good to me to, to know that I'm, you know, inspiring other people um, to get in the room. Absolutely. Uh, but I've never really had anybody like approach me and say, Hey, you know, how should I get started running? Um, yeah. You know, no, not really. <laughs> I, I just, I, I know you have a presence, you know, with people who might, if they know you're a runner, and they're not, you know, they might approach you and ask you, but do, pe- and so people probably ask you why you run though. What is your answer when people why ask do you I why? run? Because mm-hmm. it just feels phenomenal. I mean, <laughs> you're crazy, woman. That's probably what they're thinking. I know that's what they're thinking. My, pa- my family, yes, my family, my parents are not runners at all. And, they know I do it. There's no, like, it's just a thing that I do, but they still question, like, they're just like, you're signed up for another race. That's crazy. You're crazy. You know, I know they think I'm weird. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me how much I spend on socks, please. You know, I, I, or, you know, if you ask, if you, if you ask for, you know, running stuff for, for Christmas, say, you know, since Christmas is coming up, what do you want yes. for Christmas? Oh, this is these, I want these things. Well, you can, you yes. know, something that's similar too. And it's like, no, you just don't understand. Running socks are not the same as Hanes that you pick up, you know, at Target. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope can't wear those. <laughs> nope. I actually wrote a blog post about why I run. I think I wrote, I think I did write it because a people, I was trying to help like people understand who weren't runners that were very close to me. Because you do, there are times where you have to say, I have to go do this and then we can do something together. Or I have a long run this weekend, but I want to see you, you know, so like my sister, you know, so I would write down, I wrote it down just kind of to explain to people why. But then I think I wrote it for myself too, because I was in a space where I wasn't quite sure why I was running so much. I had maybe lost my way or forgotten why I'd started and so now when people ask me, I do have a list and sometimes I have to go back and look at it myself and I can add to it and I can change it and it's my list. But I bet if you, if people ask you, you say it's great, but like, it makes me feel great, but there's all these other reasons why you run and it's self-care. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, I almost hate that term nowadays because it's the market and, you know, there's so much marketing involving the words self-care and maybe that's just because of the circles I'm in, but it, yes. it truly is for me. And, and, you know, I've learned to be selfish in the last five years. I, I have to put myself first most of the time, not, not all the time, but most of the time I have to, because I haven't my entire life mm-hmm. and look where it got me. It got me about a hundred pounds that mm-hmm. I didn't need. Um, you know, and I'm glad that's gone, but I want to keep that gone. But, but running it's it's very important, you know, and being single and dating, that's kind of one of my criteria. Number one, you have to be active. 
Number two, you have to understand I need lots of me time. And if you want to be with me, you're going to understand that running is probably going to take precedent most of the time when it comes to that. And if that's not okay with you, then we're just not meant to be talking. <laughs> right. It'll just have to stop right here. So, I mean, you know, you, you kind of, people just have to kind of get it. Someone posted a meme and I'm wanting to think it was, I think it was Sherry, one of the Sherry's that posted it. It was like trying to explain why I run. And it was like this college classroom with this big, huge board. And it was, you know, like one of those that the, the crazy mathematicians start at the top on a ladder. It was one of those. And I think that that would be what we would have if we really got down mm-hmm. into all of the reasons that we run, because I can come up with new reasons every single day why I run. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it just, it keeps me healthy. It makes me feel well and, you know, mentally and physically. And there are days when physically probably is questionable, but you know, it's like, yeah, maybe I should have, you know, cut back on that a little bit, but, but overall, yeah. it just keeps me in a really good headspace. And again, it connects me to that something outside myself, that something bigger, what I call it, you know, a divine connection or a universal connection, um, you know, and, and, and keeps me in check with that and keeps me in a place of gratitude. I like that. Yeah. Kind of that. Um, I think a lot of us feel that way. Not every day. We try to be grateful for our bodies and what right. we can and can't do to, you know, you know, because I, we do have friends that are, you may not even know people that you run with that don't know when their last day to run will be. I mean, really none of us know, but you know, they're, I'm pretty generally healthy person and um, not everyone has that gift. And so it's um, some days it's just being, having that gratitude yeah for being able to do it that day is pretty important. So I'm, I want to talk really quickly before I let you go about um, being a yoga teacher, because if it could be helpful for people and maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree here. So you can tell me not that you, you don't have any advice or wisdom, but I hear so many people who run say they can't, they are not flexible enough to do yoga. <laughs> it's like saying you're too dirty um, to take a bath. <laughs> And so I would, if, if you could, if you believe that that's a myth, you know, that, that runners can't do yoga or like runners aren't fit for yoga or how could you maybe explain to someone what the benefits um, would be for them if they're a runner, if they were to take up a yoga practice, would it, and how much time would that entail for them to really see benefits from practicing. You you could really do just a few minutes of yoga a day. You could do a few stretches in the morning or after a run and, you know, in the, in the, in a yoga. Um, it's, Mm -hmm. it is super important. I mean, saying you're too inflexible for yoga is like saying you're too dirty to take a bath. That's, that's, that's a, that's a colloquialism that goes around in the yoga community all the time. But nobody's nobody starts out flexible in yoga nobody bends like a pretzel when they first walk into a yoga you know unless they're five and then <laughs> that maybe that's story. you know right. everybody actually would benefit from yoga especially runners bikers you know the, the more the more physically active you are the more you actually could benefit from a yoga practice mm-hmm. whether that's you know 10 or 15 minutes a day with a youtube video you know there's some really good ones out there or if you're, you know, finding your jam at one of the yoga studios, I mean, Louisville is inundated with yoga. You, you can find yeah. it just about everywhere, especially if you're closer into town. I'm out in the Fern Creek area, so there's we don't have a whole lot out in this end of town. 
but um, that's going to change. You know, it's changing over time. Yoga, there's more and more yoga teachers and more and more different styles of yoga. You just got to find what fits for you. I prefer a power vinyasa. Yeah. I want to sweat and get muscular. You know, I've, I've lost a little bit of that since I, <laughs> I feel like I have anyway, lost a little bit of that since I haven't been practicing quite as often, but you know, it all has its benefits, but I do strongly urge people to do different types. Don't do the same thing over and over and over again. So you don't end up with an overuse injury in one particular joint or one particular muscle. Mm-hmm. move your body in different ways okay. and especially in different ways than we run you know because we're running forward so moving your body from side to side and, and you know and not doing the same practice over and over and over again I strongly recommend that just from my own personal experience that's a great yeah. point well those are the so I yeah so here we're just putting that out into the universe right now that it's okay to try yoga runners, just try it, see what's just give it a show, you know, don't go to just one class, try it a few times and see what happens. Yeah. And if you're afraid to fail, you can always contact me. I can give you contact information for the studio where I'm teaching. You don't necessarily have to come to my class, but there are, there are several classes there. Um, If you want to come to my class, Hey, let's, let's do it. I mean, I encourage people to fall all the time. That's how we get up and do it. Right. (laughs) Well, do you want to give a quick plug to your studio? Do you want to tell us? Oh, yeah, is? sure. I'm I'm currently I'm teaching at a place called Lotus Counseling and Wellness. We're out in Fern Creek um, area. She just opened her doors on May 1st. Um, mm-hmm. Shelly Wirtz is the owner. She's an LCSW. So it's a counseling center and then yoga um, as well. She's nice. got some massage going on there. Um, and some other stuff, I think, too, or, is happening there, too. But um, yoga, you know, you can get on the website. Um, Mind Body has it. You know, you can catch us on Mind Body too, which you can you can Google it, and the in the website will pop up at Lotus uh, Lotus Counseling and Wellness. Okay. Um, yeah, awesome. my my class is on Thursdays at seven. Um, it's probably one of the cheapest studios that you're going to find in town. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it always looks like you're having a lot of fun, so I think that's important for yeah, people. Yeah, yoga should be fun. It's not all serious. I mean, yeah, there are types of yoga out there that are serious, but if, if you want to have fun and cut up and maybe drop a, you know, a couple of dirty words, you can come to my class. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't you don't have any of the classes where you're allowed to swear and drink beer during yoga? Is that a real yoga class? No, that, I've uh, seen that stuff. I think they call it rage yoga. I, I don't know about all of that stuff. I mean, I know there's. It's kind of scary. It would be kind of scary. I, I maybe there's a benefit to it for some people. Who knows? Everybody's got their got their thing. Uh, you know, I know one of the teachers that I come up in the training class with. She does with animals a lot. She does. She's been very successful with goat yoga and puppy yoga yes. and kitty yoga. Uh, you know, if I want to do yoga with my critters, I'll just stay home and go home. <laughs> Yeah, I have animals and I want to get away from them sometimes. I don't it's, I don't think it would be relaxing to have a dog or a cat crawling on me. <laughs> oh, but I'm just, like you said, there's something for everybody. So just get out there and try it. See what works for you. Maybe it's goat yoga. Maybe it's not. But try it anyway and see what happens. <laughs> We're not plugging anyone particularly. Exactly. Yoga. Just, just, just putting that out just there. Just do it. Be like Nike and just do it. Yes. So before we go, I want you to tell us, um, every time I have a guest on the show at the end, I always ask, um, 
you know, Bammer, Bluegrass Bammer, you know what Bammer stands for. So when you hear the word Bammer or you describe someone as a Bammer, what uh, type of traits do you typically think of or, or do you think that person carries with them if they're a true Bammer? You know, I, I thought a lot about this question because I knew it would be one of the questions that we talked about. <laughs> it, I, I, there's so many words. I don't even know if I can summarize them, but probably the biggest one would be perseverance. You know, get knocked down, get back up. Don't, don't quit. Don't ever stop. Just keep moving forward. Um, be an explorer. Take chances on yourself. Try something new. I mean, mm-hmm. the newest thing for me, I want to get into a Ragnar next year, um, Yamacroft. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's on my list. Um, supportive and being humble. You know, and just putting your stuff out there, like you, we were talking, I mean, you never know who you're going to inspire to take their first step, whether that's to walk or to try a yoga class or to run. You never know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's, that's, those are probably the, the few top words that I would use right there. Yeah. Well, I would say definitely you um, have definitely talk the talk in terms of just kind of being a bammer and I know you've been super helpful since you've been in our group with um motivating people and and really just being very positive you always are such a positive influence on your own social media channels and I just enjoy watching you and uh seeing what you're what you're up to even though I don't get to see you a lot in person so I want to just say tell you thank you for being a part of our running community and uh being such a bammer because we all need people like you and I. So keep doing well, what you're thank doing. Thank you. I'm so glad that I ran into you Thanksgiving last year. <laughs> you know, we're always out there recruiting, even when we're not, you know, I, it's, it's hard. People don't understand until they get into the group. And like you said, it's kind of, you might lurk for a little while or, you know, not really go to a group run or something. But most people who are in the group are always like, this is probably not for me. But then once they're in there, they see the benefits. And it's different for everybody. But again, we've benefited too from you being in our group. So we're, I'm so glad that we have found each other and that you're with us. And hopefully you'll be around for a long time. I don't plan on going anywhere. (laughs) Awesome. Good. And I'm looking forward to watching to see what you do in the spring. If you're going to do Yamacraw, that's one of my, um, every year I say I'm going to do that race. And then I'm such a slacker about signing up and it'll like end up selling out or something will happen. And I don't go, it's also like the same time of year, another race that I do every year. So I've missed it, but I really love to watch people do it because everybody has such a good experience. I have watched that. Yeah. I've looked at it for like two years and I'm like, can I really do that? And I'm, this year, it just, the timing was right. I just happened to be online and it sold out 45 minutes later and, you know, FOMO got the best of me and I just wanted to make sure I didn't experience it for real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you just have to do it. You just have to. Yeah. And I said, well, I guess it's going to be the year. 2020 will be the year. Yeah. It's going to be a good year. I hope. Um, so if we want to follow you on social media, do you have an account where we can watch what you're doing and see all your awesome crow poses that you're doing right now? And- well, I mean, I'm really only on Facebook. Um, you know, the best place there, of course, would just be following my, my personal page. Um, everything gets posted on there. And then on Instagram, I'm Inner Fire Louisville. All one word, of course. Yeah. 
Great. I will put that in the show notes. So if people want to check out what you're doing, they can follow you there. And just thank you for being on the show today. I know everybody's going to love this and I hope people will uh, follow your advice and step out of their comfort zone a little bit and try something new, whether it's a different type of running or maybe they quit a bad habit or um, get healthy and, or try yoga. Absolutely. So thank Absolutely. you for being an inspiration. Thanks to so us. much for asking me to come on. When you first invited me to, to be on your podcast, I didn't understand why you wanted to talk to me at all, you know, especially knowing some of the people that were on there and hearing some of their stories. I was just like, this is amazing, but I'm, I'm truly honored that you even wanted to talk to me for your podcast. So thank you very much for that. You're awesome, <laughs> Joyce. Thanks so much. Thanks, Stephanie. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bluegrass Bammer podcast. If you like what you've heard, hit subscribe to the podcast so you can catch the next episode when it's live. Also, you can find me um, on my blog. That is bluegrassbammer.wordpress.com. Or you can follow me at Bluegrass Bammer on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. See you next time. And until then, happy running.